Join Dennis Seagrave for Den at Ten. Hello again. Welcome to the next of my little chats where I ramble on with whatever comes into my head while I'm talking to you. I was first talked into doing this sort of thing a few years ago by a couple of one-man radio stations who wanted to interview me about what life was like in Oriwas while I was growing up and my early days of working in the local shop. And it grew from there that a bit later on somebody said to me, well, would you do a weekly talk for us? I said, well, I'll, I'll give it a go. I, I don't really know what I'm going to do. And they said, well, you ramble on enough in normal life, so just do it into a microphone and see what comes out. So I keep giving it a go. This is, I think, the 43rd time I've done it now. I'm not a professional. I don't do this in a professional way. I don't sit there with a stopwatch waiting for the 25 minutes to come up and then stop. I just stand here and ramble away and occasionally look at the timer on the things I'm recording into and when it gets to about 25 minutes I start to ease off on what I'm doing. Usually by 25 minutes I've run out of what I want to say that week anyway. I certainly don't try and go over 30 minutes. I think even listening to myself for half an hour I'd want to turn off. But we keep trying. I said to him at the time, I said, well, you keep putting this out. Has, has anybody listened to it? I know I'd probably turn it off. But he said, no, no. He says, we have got some listening figures. People do listen. There are people out there. So I'll keep trying. As long as people keep listening, I'll keep trying. Well, we've had a, a strange couple of weeks. As I've said, we've got problems with the, the brakes on the caravan. We wanted to get away and we couldn't until we can get the brakes seen to. The people have said they could sort the caravan out for me. are on holiday for, I think it's 10 days. So it's going to take a little while to get it done, but we will get it done and we'll be off. We're out. We're away. But we'd, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we acquired a young Springer Spaniel. Lovely little fella, Monty by name. Well, we called him Monty. He's been a bit of a handful at the moment. He's uh, a little bit fretful if left on his own. But this is a, a problem that came with him. The people that bred him weren't professional breeders. They just wanted to have a, a litter with the dog they'd got. And so they did, and they had five young male pups. But they were so conscious of puppy thefts and that sort of thing that for the 11 weeks they'd got the dog we've got, before we picked him up, they slept in the same room. They slept in close proximity to them. So our Monty has had 11 weeks of, well, ever since he was born, of somebody sleeping adjacent to him. So now he's fretful if he's left on his own. 
we're slowly conquering it. We we have had a full night's sleep last night. He fretted a little bit to start with, but after about five minutes or so, he settled down and we had the first really good, both of us had the first really good night's sleep we've had for quite a while. Certainly the last fortnight. We'd been taking it in turns to uh, be around every night to look after him if he got over overstressed. We don't want to upset the upset the fella in his first days with us. But his jabs are taking effect now and we can take him out a little bit. We can't go everywhere, we can't go into the fields and areas where other animals have been, but we can go along footpaths and places that are hard trodden and not too much grass. So we've been going round the pavements and the little footpaths adjacent to the house. He's great going, but once we turn round to come back, he knows where he's going and he wants to get home as fast as possible and digs his heels in and starts pulling on the lead. So we decided yesterday we'd go a bit further afield. We thought we'll wait until later in the afternoon when everybody else is going home for the tea and we'll go out onto one of the trails. So we decided we'd go out onto the High Peak Trail. Went up to near Worksworth to the National Stone Centre. Can park there right next to the High Peak Trail. Go onto the trail, there's a, a cafe at the Stone Centre if we wanted a coffee or anything. And you turn right and go up to the Middleton Incline where there's another little cafe if we wanted a coffee or turn left and walk down to an area called the Black Rocks yet again there's another little cafe there so we could have a break and have a have a bun and a, a coffee if we wanted to it was a bit far for him to go though yesterday so we didn't quite make it to either of the cafes Certainly not the one up the incline. Last time we were there, because we'd uh, been in lockdown for so long, I found it uh, difficult to get up the incline, never mind a young pup. But off we went, and I've got a silent dog whistle that I've always thought was the right thing to do with a dog, safe shouting and trying to whistle yourself. I could do it at one time a day by whistling through my teeth. I've still got my teeth, but I can't seem to whistle through them the same now. Comes out different every time. Whereas with this little metal whistle, I can get the same tone every time, and we'll see how he goes with it. Certainly yesterday, I'd got him on an extendable lead. And he responded well. If I whistled, he stopped and he looked. Whistle again, and he came back to me. So I was pleased with that. And the thing was, he was somewhere different. We weren't turning round and going towards home. So all the way back, he wasn't sure whether he was where he was going again. And he trotted along quite happily. Took him out this morning and went a different way around from the house, so a different way through the estate and back along the footpath as goes behind our garden. And he knew where he was going then and he was pulling again. But it's something we can work on, we'll get there. 
Really looking forward to the days when we get him out onto the proper fields, let him off the lead and encourage him to do what he would do naturally. Seek and retrieve. Come back to me when I want him to. Come back to Elaine when she wants him to. We're both trying very hard to train this puppy up and get him to what we want him to be. I'm not going to take him out with the gun and try and shoot, but I would like him to have the ability to search for a thrown dummy, put a dummy into the long grass and get him to search for it and bring it back, to sit by my side even after I've thrown a ball, not to run after it straight away, but do it how he should do in a in a, a, a gun shoot, that is sit until I tell him to go and retrieve not run in while the guns are still firing. He's got the makings of it. Although his mother was a show dog and his father was a gun dog, so he's not got the full-bred gun dog facilities, but there's enough of them there to enjoy him as a, a pet and as a semi-working dog. Talking of which, today... I went out and did a bit of clay shooting. The first time I've been out since last October. Went up to our usual haunt and got the traps out. Had a round of 50 clays. Thoroughly enjoyed myself. <laughs> first stand I shot, I think I only hit two out of the ten. Talk about rusty. But by the end of it all, I'd got... Got to grips with it again and I was hitting eights and nines out of ten. Brilliant. Meet up with some mates again and have a chat about what was happening, what things were doing. One fella there knows my addiction to canals and canal work. The last time I saw him I was telling him we'd uh, we got a boat we were taking out the following week. Which we did. We had it for the week, out onto the Langothlin Canal and then across to the Trent and Mersey. I think I put it in one of my chats about that same time. Rained, we got wet through, sludged up. It rained, it was windy, but we thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. Elaine suffered a bit, it was a bit heavy work for her with it being so wet. But we made it. I started working the locks instead of Elaine. She started steering the boat in and out of the locks, which she'd been reluctant to do before, but she enjoyed it and we did it. The end of the day, you've worked a narrow boat, you've worked the locks. You can moor up and have a look at something of interest without a problem. And then at the end of the day, you sit down, you have a meal and a drink and look back on a day well spent. Talking of which, next Friday I booked myself down for the first trip at Chesterfield, the first trip of the season. Now the boat is equipped with a lift so that we can get wheelchairs on and off the boat. I originally wanted to put myself down for one of the lift training days, but they weren't that well attended and by the time I was free to be able to go they'd remove the later dates off the calendar which was a shame because I'd have liked to have done a full 
day with that, with training for working the lift properly. I know how it works, I've seen it done. I've been on a I've been on a trip, I've been steering the boat on one trip where they actually use this lift. It's a question of you collapse the stairs and take the stairs out and then switch the lift on and it comes up and wheel the chair on and let the lift down again and then reverse all that procedure. It's a nice little feature. It's only a, a small boat. It only holds about 16 people. But the traditional narrow boat, you get on where the tiller is at the back and then go down steps into the main cabin. And they've got this one so rigged that the steps collapse quite readily and the lift comes into operation so that we can get people in wheelchairs on and off quite easily. But next Friday is the first trip I'm doing this year. I've been unavailable and lockdown has made the actual boating not usable. But I noticed on the trip manager that there were some spaces for crew on different trips. So this Friday I'm on one, it's called Boats and Boots. And we take a group of people, half of whom walk along the towpath for so far, and the other half enjoy the trip in the narrowboat. And then after we've gone along that way for about an hour, we change around, we turn the boat round, the people that were on the boat get on the towpath, and the people on the towpath get on the boat, and we chug back to base. I'm looking forward to it. I've not had a go on a boat since last October when we hired the one. We didn't get the Santa trips or anything in December. And the early spring trips have been postponed because of lockdown. But now it's starting to pick up pace. I've looked on the, on the internet on the trip manager where you put your name down on the trips you want to volunteer on. And one or two trips are starting to come up now. I was keen at one stage on doing the, the helmsman's course and being qualified as a skipper could take the boat out on my own then instead of having to just be a, a crew member with a qualified skipper I wanted to be the the man in charge as it were not through any ego but I just wanted the the ability to say yeah I can do this looking at it though I uh, I'm getting a bit bit long in the tooth now for that one I'd still like to uh, do it but when they've spent time and effort in training me, to be brutally honest, I don't know how many years I've got left where I could be useful to them as a skipper and a crew member. We keep going until time takes its toll on me and I can't do it. But unfortunately, we don't know when that will be. Which puts me in mind, I was talking to my cousin the other day it was her birthday earlier in the week and I phoned her up and we had a chat same as we always do 
We only chat about three or four times a year and it's usually about an hour and a half on the spot phone when we do. Reminiscing about things of the past, things that have happened. We both have a bit of problem, well she has a, a, a bit of a problem with her health. And we, we go, we reminisce through things that have happened and how her health has affected her. She can't see you now very well, bless her, she's... She's slowly degenerating with her eyesight. She's, uh, I think, four or five years older than me. She's like the big sister I never had. When when she was living at the farm, we were both quite close whenever we could uh, meet up and do things together. We were chatting away and... <laughs> without it sounding morbid, she'd said uh, they'd found some old photos and they were going through them and with her not being able to see very well even with this special magnifying glass thing she's got she couldn't really see some of the photos and she'd been telling her husband that uh, what she thought the different photos were and she said funnily enough she was only thinking of me the day before because they'd been looking at these photos and trying to work out who was who and she'd said, well, to be honest, I'm not totally sure. But the only person that's left that might know what they are is Dennis. And it struck me as just a little bit frightening that out of the fairly large family we used to have, there's only three of us left. My brother and my cousin. Now I exaggerate just a little bit there because there are two other cousins but they live many miles away that I don't have any communication with at all and Glynis only gets either a phone call or a letter occasionally. So I do exaggerate slightly when I say there's only the three of us left but that's, that's all that remains of a close-knit sort of family. Now without being insulting to my brother he... He's still around and he should have the memory to do it, but he didn't take things in the same way that I do. He doesn't have the way of remembering things that have happened or things that have been said or people or places. He was very much, certainly in his younger days, he lived for today. He didn't worry about the past or even the future. He just went with what was happening then. Whereas I've always had a more rounded view of what is going on in the world. No criticism, that's just how we both are. We've both succeeded in what we're doing, we're both happy. But I think this is what sort of triggered the idea that I don't need the helmsman certificate now. I'm uh, too long in the tooth. All the different people. I, I sent my cousin a card for a birthday. And I was a bit taken aback when I looked at the calendar and I thought, oh yeah, yeah, there's a there's a birthday. I know her birthday. And then I thought June used to be such a busy month. It was her mother's birthday in June. My mother's. Her brother's. 
one of our uncles and two or three others and there's only the one left now yeah sobering thought but that is just time passing us by and as long as it keeps passing me by I'll be happy but I look at it with fortune I can still see well enough to shoot well enough to drive got enough fitness to tow the caravan and take that around the country fit enough to take the dog on long walks capable of taking the narrow boat out and doing all the jobs we need to do on that in fact I was looking forward to things I've got this new fishing rod as I'm trying to learn a different technique of fishing with I've always done game and fly fishing for oh shudder to think now above 40 years I think but with the changes in the the river and the changes of fishing rights that we like our fishing club might lose some of its rights on one of the rivers which will restrict it and my stepdaughter's husband is a keen course fisherman he keeps saying why don't you come with me why don't you we go and have a day out so I've got myself a course fishing rod and all the equipment and we'll get together and we'll have a go so I'm eager to learn how to get the best out of this new fishing rod still working in the garden still capable of looking after that although we have to keep this new pup under control so as he doesn't run amok amongst it and dig me plants up or jump in the pond or anything like that so I like to think I'm still fairly capable I mean, in my brain, I'm fine. I'm, when we get back to the, the autumn, I'm still available for quizzing if we still manage to keep the league going, if we still manage to have enough pubs open to compete and enough people are willing to participate after we've got the all clear to mix together again. So the brain's okay. Keep that going. And I've still got the books and the things around me that I love reading I love studying be it factual or fictional I love my books the problem is that because we've got these football pitches at the back of us okay that sometimes they're a nuisance with the foul language that's shouted across the fields and the noise they make shouting and yelling the odd football that bounces across the plants in my garden. But occasionally I'll look out the window and watch them and I think, oh grief, is that a standard of football out there? I could do better than that. And then I think on to how old I am now. And I think that's the problem and it's the problem with one or two people that I know. Their age is one thing, 
but their age in their mind is another. <laughs> I'm still 27. In my head. <laughs> I'm 69 in the rest of my body, but my brain thinks I'm brilliant. But there again, as long as I keep thinking that, I'll keep going. I haven't got any major problems. All of my joints work, all of my limbs work. Probably not quite as fast as they used to do, but they're still there, they're still going. And I think that's the key of what I've been chatting about this week. Different things crop up and different things happen that make you realise that time is passing you by, but on the same token, we're in a fit state to be able to let it pass us by. Much more fortunate than some. Some people don't have the look of that. I'm quite blessed with good health. And it's just a case now, we're looking forward to the summer. We've got a couple of trips booked, one to, one to Wales and one to Scotland. We're trying to fit in the one down to Gloucester Docks to the Waterways Museum, but different things keep cropping up that delay that both with the problems with the caravan and everything else, but we altered the booking for Scotland. We found out we can take the dog on the train. We had to downgrade our class of ticket from uh, a first class to a second class, but we can get the dog on the train so he can go with us. Elaine was a bit worried about putting him into kennels or getting somebody to look after him while we were gone. Similarly with Gloucester Docks, apparently we can take the dog round the, the Docks Museum so he can go with us on that trip as well. We've got a, a stake that you put into the ground and tie a lead to so that he can roam around on the campsite without interfering with anybody else or bothering anybody else. These are the regulations, any dog that's on the campsite should be on a tether so We've acquired the proper tether to be able to do that with. We can sit out and he can sit out with us and not be distracted by something and go running off and pestering other people. He's anchored to us. Or within, I think it's five metres of us. So he's got room to walk around and play around but not run off. Looking forward to that. I think one of the things I'd look forward to with him as well is... Uh, I've not been to a, a country fair or a game fair for quite a while, quite a few years now. I used to go every year to Chatsworth or the Midland Game Fair. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And to be able to go there and walk around with a Springer Spaniel, I'm really looking forward to. Never done it with a dog before. The last dog I had was, was a boxer and doesn't really fit in in the game fair walking around with the boxer. Could have done, he was good enough, he'd have, he'd have, he'd have enjoyed it, he'd have walked around with us, but we will see. Looking forward to it. Well, as I said at the start, I haven't got a stop watching time in myself, but I'm looking down and I've got over 27 minutes on me time. 
So I think that'll do for now before you get too bored of hearing my voice and start looking for the off switch. I'll have a look through me different notes and me different things and have a chat to you next week. Bit of reminiscing next week, I think. I've rambled on about the present and the future today. I think I'll go back and have a look at things from the past. Not necessarily just for me, but things in general. I'll put me fond nostalgia head on next week and try and reminisce for you, remind you of days of the past, the good old days that at the time we didn't think they were. <laughs> we'll see what I come up with. Ta-da for now.